0: there. Welcome to the Calm Podcast, combining academia and life with Marilyn. My name is Marilyn Ritchie, and I have been a mentor and a scientist for 15 years, and I wanted to find a platform to reach more of the academic community than I interact with at my own university. My goal is to give you strategies and ideas for how to achieve harmony between work and life. Sit back, relax, and let's achieve harmony together. Hi there. This is Marilyn, and I am back for another episode of The Calm Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. It's great to be back. In deciding what to talk about today, it just felt like there really was only one thing to talk about, and that's the fact that we are exactly one year today from the last time that I left the house for work. Uh, Today is March 9th, 2021, and the last time that I was at work with my research group was March 9th of 2020. It has been 52 weeks, 365 days. It is shocking to realize how long it's been. I'm not sure how many of you are feeling this same level of kind of reflection and nostalgia and and really thinking back but I've definitely noticed over the last week a lot of social media posts that say things like you know one year ago this was the last normal week we had or one year ago this week we had no idea what was about to happen or you know one year ago this week the world changed and so I I get the sense that a lot of people are feeling like I am and just feeling a, a big sense of reflection and um, you know nostalgia and and looking back. So I thought it would be great to just talk about today, share the thoughts that I'm having about this and maybe it would prompt, you know, some thoughts and some some areas to think about for you. I do find it hard to believe on the one hand, I was talking to my kids about this the other night and we were saying, my gosh, that year went by so fast. And then one of them said, yeah, but in it, it was so slow. And I sat and really thought about that. And and it is kind of crazy to realize that it's been a year because I do feel like it couldn't possibly have been a year already, but it has. But at the time, my gosh, every day felt the same for so long, and it felt like every day was so slow. And so it it's one of these weird scenarios where it was like both fast and slow for me and for my family um, at the same time. So it, it's just a weird, a weird time warp is kind of what it feels like. Um, uh, I, I feel like I'm, pretty emotional this week. I'm feeling a lot of different feels. You know, the there's sadness and loss, but also a lot of warmth and love and sense of family and just a lot uh, all over the place. Anxiety and fear and joy. Oddly enough, so just a lot of emotions. Um, so, what I want to to talk through today. So, if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, um, you probably have realized and know that that I'm an optimist. You know, I I always try to to look on the bright side, find the good in things, glasses half full type scenarios. But I'm also trying to give myself some pause this week and some space for realism, or at least being neutral. Um, I read the book It Takes What It Takes by Trevor Moad in 2020, and he talks about being neutral. And I'm trying to give myself some space to be neutral this week as well, because I think it's important to not gloss over some of the the not-so-rosy parts of the last 12 months. So today I have um, just three things to talk through that are kind of how I've been processing these emotions and thoughts over the past week. And hopefully if you haven't done these things, these will be helpful to you as you process this reality that we are, as of this week, one year into the coronavirus pandemic and the time when life as we knew it changed. All right, the first thing that I think it's really important that you give yourself the time and space to do is to grieve the losses that have happened. As I just said, I... I am always an optimist, but I feel like this has been traumatic for so many of us. And if we just gloss over the feelings and don't allow ourselves to really process and feel them, I think it could come back to bite us later. I think it's important to just acknowledge that there has been a lot of loss over the last year loss of jobs, loss of lives loss of resources loss of opportunities just a lot all over the place and for each of us the amount of loss was very different the size and kind of impact of those losses are very different and there's there's no reason to compare or try to minimize what you feel Your losses were, and you know, whether they're valid or not compared to what somebody else lost. It this isn't a comparison game, it's just recognizing that each of us had loss, and we just need to feel it and give ourselves the opportunity and time to just kind of own it and feel it. um, However, it is that you grieve. So, for me, I'm a crier. So, one night, actually, two nights last week. I just cried it, and it was like hard, ugly cry. Um, not for any one specific reason. I just, I felt a lot of sadness and it just felt like I needed to let it out and just allow myself to sit in it. Now I sat in it, you know, for an hour, um, not two weeks, but it just, it had to come out. I needed to allow myself to process and really just go through the things that i was sad about and the, the things that that happened that were terrible in 2020 and you know over the last 12 months. And so while i am an optimist and i don't think that we should dwell and live in that grief and sadness space for long, i think it is a mistake to try to not allow it to happen. It's important sometimes to process those losses. And you'll know for yourself if you're a person that that has a lot of grief and sadness to process. And I would encourage you that if you are struggling to process that on your own or with your friends or family, that there is no shame in finding a therapist to talk to about that I know a lot of people who have just started therapy over the last year. It's become a lot easier because insurance is now covering telemedicine for therapy sessions in a lot of different insurance plans and so people have been able to take the opportunity to do these therapy sessions, you know, in a virtual environment, you know, on Zoom or or Microsoft Teams or or whatever application and they're really getting a lot out of it. I've done therapy in the past, um, several years ago, and it was incredibly helpful in processing things that I was going through. And so if you are feeling a lot of that grief and loss and having a hard time getting out of it on your own or with your support system that you have kind of local in your environment, I definitely encourage you to, to talk to a professional. They can be really helpful with just kind of navigating yourself out of that. But if you're just just needing a little bit of time to just process the grief and loss, give yourself that time. Don't be hard on yourself for having those negative emotions, especially if you're seeing other people living their best life all over social media. They're feeling it too. Some people just like to hide it. And you don't have to show it. You don't have to tell anyone else about it. But I think it's important to Just give yourself time to process the loss and it will allow you to to build fresh and new and move on from it if you allow yourself to just feel it. All right, once you feel like you've processed the loss, Next is where I think it's time to to focus on the good. And here's where my uh, eternal optimist comes out. It's focus on what good things have happened this year for you and your family. It has been said by many that, you know, there is always good that comes out of really hard, tragic events. You just have to look for it. Uh, This is in a lot of Brene Brown's research and in her books that, you know, joy comes with pain. Love comes with loss. You don't get to have the positive emotion without the negative. Now that you've kind of felt the negative and dealt with it, now focus on the positive, the flip of those emotions. I do feel like we get a choice in which one we live in most of the time. We can choose to focus on the pain or we can choose to focus on the joy. And I try as much as I can to focus on joy and happiness and love and the positive emotions because it's an easier place to live. It's a more pleasant place to live. It it's not as though, you know, I haven't had hard things happen and and tragic things happen in my life but sitting with those you know every day day in and day out is just it's just not who i am and so after i got done crying you know for that short period of time um, i've really been reflecting a lot and thinking about what's happened over the last year Um, i'm a picture taking person so i sat a couple of times with my phone and just scrolled through what pictures I've taken. You know, they're very different. Most years I have a lot of pictures at kids' school events and sporting events and all my travels, all the neat places I've gone, fancy foods that I had at restaurants and beautiful drinks that I had at at different restaurants and bars. And the last year of pictures are very different. It's a lot of pictures of my family snuggling on the couch. It's pictures of my house and all of the things that we've done in our home to redecorate and, you know, really make it our own. We've only lived here for about three years, and over the last year, we've done so many things inside the home to really personalize it and make it our own. I have a lot of pictures outside I would generally say that I am an indoorsy person. You know, I see people with shirts that say I'm outdoorsy and I want one that says I'm indoorsy because I generally just like being inside. But over the last year, because it wasn't safe to be inside with other people and, you know, I'm a people person that just really thrives on connection with other people, the only way I could do that was outside. And so I have a lot of pictures of me you know, safely socially distanced with friends outside at parks and in our neighborhood, just sitting in the driveway and at uh, a swimming pool or at the the shore, like sitting far away from everyone else. And as I've gone through those pictures, it's been just really given me a really warm, fuzzy feeling that... I've had so much happen this year that doesn't usually happen. I've had so much time with my kids. You know, I have a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old. And they, you know, a year ago at 11 and 14, were at a stage of life where they were so busy. Always on the go between school and activities and their friends. I felt like an Uber driver. And I was always on the go at work and traveling for work. And so it was rare that we just sat on the couch and watched a TV show or a movie together, or we'd sit around and work on a puzzle or play a game or just go for a walk. And I feel like it was such a blessing this last year to have all this time with my kids. It it wouldn't have happened otherwise. Um similarly with my husband, I you know, normally I'm traveling three times a month. And so it was rare that we had so much time together. And I just I feel so blessed that we've had this time, I've learned that I don't need to travel like I was for work to be successful. I've had a great year at work, even without travel. And so, you know, that, that's an important lesson that I've learned this year. I've learned that I love being at home. You know, I have never been a homebody. Even, you know, when I wasn't super busy traveling and working, I was always making plans to meet people here, go there, run errands here or there. I've never in my life had so much time at home. And it turns out I love being at home and I don't want that to go away. And, and the other thing I've learned this year is how to relax. I am not good at that. Or at least I was not good at relaxing prior to the last year. Um, I always felt like I needed to be doing something. And because we had this great pause and we're so limited on what we could do I had no choice but to learn how to relax and so I did and it turns out I really enjoy it and I I don't want to lose that so I don't know what the things are for you that have been good that have come out of this year but I encourage you to, to spend some time and think about it look through your your phone um, your you know text messages, Look through your pictures. If, you, if you're if you a person that takes a lot of pictures, um, look back over your calendar. Just think about what are the things that you've done this year that were different and you wouldn't have done without this pandemic that, that forced us to pause and stay home and try to put your mindset into the space of focusing on on the joy and on the good things that have come out of it and hopefully that will give you a sense of at least peace and contentment with being one year into this most unusual year that we've had. And now this takes us to the third step of kind of where I've been thinking over the last week. The last thing is a question that I have heard the author Dave Hollis say multiple times on his podcast. He's been on other people's podcasts lately. Um, I've seen it on his social media. And the question is this, what parts of normal do you want to go back to? I think this is a really important question to ask ourselves. You know, as you process the grief and you focus on the joy, spending time to think about what do you want to get back to? I don't know that we're I don't know that I would call it normal. I'm trying to not use that word, though it does come out of my mouth a lot, because where we are right now is starting to feel normal. We've been doing it for so long. it it almost feels normal. But I've been trying to really think through what what do I want life to look like when the restrictions are lifted and bans are are gone and you know we've reached herd immunity and everyone is vaccinated who wants to be vaccinated. You know what what do I want life to look like? And this is where my mind is now. I haven't fully processed this step yet. Um, I will say on the one hand, I am starting to feel really antsy and I'm ready for more, more movement, more activity. Um, I don't mean movement exercise. I'm, I'm doing that. I mean like leaving the house more. I feel like as much as I'm enjoying being home, I'd like to be home a bit less. But on the other hand, I don't want to get back on the hamster wheel. I feel like for years I've been on the wheel, just going, 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 Rarely with time at home to pause and relax and just be still. And so I'm thinking a lot about where is that happy medium? You know, where am I going and and how am I going to get there? What of the things that, that we lost that we will soon have the opportunity for again? Which of those things serve me well and where I'm headed in my life? and which of them do i want to continue to say no to because i now know that i can live without them i i guess one of the things that that keeps coming in my mind is that you know we've had this this really terrible tragic thing happen in our world the i don't think you know it it goes without saying that this pandemic has been tragic in so many ways but i don't want to lose this opportunity for this really hard thing, this great, is Mel Robbins calls it, the great pause. And it's the chance that, I mean, the world basically hit the reset button and we're soon to come out of this pause. I don't want to lose the opportunity to make change. You know, anytime something really hard happens, it's an opportunity for change and to do things differently on the other side of it. And I'm trying to figure out what different looks like for me. I, I guess one thing I definitely feel is that I don't want to get back onto the travel wheel like I was. Um, if I could travel three or four times a year, that sounds great. Not three or four times a month. I need to figure out how to stand my ground and say no, and not be tempted by all of the amazing opportunities around the world that that are out there for a scientist. I. I need to be home with my family. You know, I only have a few more years with my kids at home before they're off to college. So I need to make that a priority. But but what about some of those other, other things? How do I not get back on to the craziness of being busy all the time? And, you know, what parts of this past year do we want to keep doing? And so that's where my mind is now. I'm thinking a lot about, You know, what will normal look like or what will life look like once the restrictions are lifted? How do I want it? How do I want it to be different or how do I want it to be the same to what it was, you know, in March of 2019? And so what I'm certainly doing and I encourage you to do is to to spend some time, maybe even reflecting back a year before 2020. You know, look back at at your pictures from 2019 what, what things happen then that don't happen anymore? Which of those things do you miss and you want to have in your life once we can again? And which of them do you not miss? And you can just let go and you don't have to restart them. It turns out a lot of those things are our choice. And so I'm gonna spend some more time over the next couple of weeks, you know, really reflecting on this, this question of what parts of normal do I wanna go back to? Thank you, Dave Hollis, for asking the question. That is it for today. Those were my three thoughts. As I wrap up, I just want to say that I have enjoyed starting this podcast during this year. This is one of the things that I do want to keep as we move into the post-pandemic era uh, you know, whenever that officially starts, um, I joy, enjoy getting this time to um, put my thoughts together and to talk to all of you and share the things that I'm thinking about. So I hope that you are enjoying it as well. I hope that you have some time over this next week or two to, to think about kind of life now one year into the pandemic and and how you can focus on on the good parts on the joyful parts, and on the the lessons that, that we've learned during this time. So with that, I'm going to wrap up. Take care, and I'll talk to you next time. You've just listened to another episode of the Calm Podcast. I hope that some of the strategies that I talked about are helpful to you in your journey through academia and life. As they say, it's not all about the destination. It's about the journey. Let's make it a great one. Until next time.